Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing OnboardNWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. With over 5,000 undergraduate students, and a program known nationally for a strong emphasis on retail, finance, information systems, and supply chain management, the Sam Walton College of Business is really taking the world by storm. The college has a close relationship, as you can imagine by the name, with Walmart, but it's more than just that. And today we get to sit down with Dean Matt Waller and learn about all the great things that the Sam Walton College of Business is doing, and more importantly, we learn how they've been a great steward of a $50 million gift that they were entrusted with back in 1998. All this and more on today's episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I am your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm excited to be with you here today 
I am on the beautiful University of Arkansas campus. I am here with Dean Matt Waller from the School of Business. And uh, Dean Waller was kind enough to um, be the first person from the U of A system to actually sit down uh, with us here on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. So I consider this a real treat and a real pleasure. He is a, a good friend of a good friend of mine and connections were made. And like I said before, on a couple of other episodes, it's all about relationships, folks. But uh, those relationships allowed me through these doors into the hallowed halls of the Sam Walton School of Business. And I am here today with Dean Waller as he prepares for an upcoming graduation commencement, which is going to happen here on this campus in the next couple of weeks. So Dean Waller, without further delay, how are you doing today? Randy, thank you so much for having me. I am doing really well. Good, good. Beautiful day out there today, and um, commencement is always a exciting time of year for us. I would imagine so. I mean, it, it's kind of the culmination of all the hard work and it is. Uh, all of the time and effort that, that students are putting in. And, you know, it wasn't lost on me as I walked up through the back of the uh, the building and, I, you know, there were a bunch of students, you know, there were classes being held. So people are finishing up their last few classes and there were a bunch of students clamored around a, a computer doing some work. I saw some people sitting uh, sitting down on the floor working on their computers and you can only imagine that people are trying to finish up last minute projects, last minute assignments, last minute essays to uh, to finish up the year strong. That's exactly right. They are busy right now. Yeah. And we're all busy because we have, of course, commencement coming up, as you mentioned. Um, but it is a fun time of year because there are so many uh, students. For example, you know, the Walton College has grown so much over the years. And, you know, right now um, we're going to be graduating, I believe, 1,300 students just from the Walton College this year. Wow. And um, you know we've we've uh, we've just grown so much. I, I think that um, not only are we graduating a lot of students, a record number of students, and by the way, there's over six thousand students, undergraduates in the Walton College alone, and about five hundred graduate students. You know, um, but this time of year in particular, um, I wind up having the opportunity to hear about all of the great accomplishments of our students because we have uh, we have an honor society called Beta Gamma Sigma mm-hmm. and I wind up of course I, I go to that and I get to hear about all of the student successes but you know this time of year we get to hear about lots of accomplishments of students students wind up getting great job the Walton College one thing we're known for is the fabulous placement rates that we have but mm-hmm. also the kinds of jobs that the students get right out of college. And so, you know, for me, it's so much fun to see that. And at commencement, many times I get to meet parents and grandparents and siblings and relatives, and I try to stick around uh, and just, you know, spend time meeting people. It's really fun. Take it all in. I mean that's that's amazing. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about the school, but I want to I want to start with you. Northwest Arkansas wouldn't be anything without the people, and so you, even though you are the dean here at the school, I'd love to for our audience to learn a little bit more about you and your superhero origin story and how you started out. I had a chance to look at your your background. I, I know you went to Penn State. 
I did. Got a couple of degrees there. Yes. You also went to Missouri. I did for my undergrad. Yep. And uh, and so you know it's it's interesting to learn about that. And then you've been here. How long have you been here in Fayetteville? Twenty five years. Wow. Okay. I I left the university for a few years because I had a software business uh, that that grew to the point where I needed to leave, and so I gave up. It was the year I made tenure. In fact, I gave it up and and left. What and was that like? It was um, it was hard in some ways because I love being a professor. Um, and then when we sold it, of course, I came back. Came back, and that, yeah. that's never guaranteed. It no, was, it was uh, nice that it worked out. And then, so I say I've been here twenty five years. I was also uh, so during that time that I had my software business, although I wasn't working at the university. What was the name of that business? Mercari Technologies. Right. Okay. Um, I also. Um, but I, I continued to do research during that time because for an academic institution like this, research is the currency. And so every Friday morning, I would spend time on my research. Okay. But, but when I came back, uh, then a few years later, I left. I, stayed, I was still employed by the university, but our entire family uh, moved to China, Shanghai, China, for a year and a half. I saw that, yeah. And that was because um, we did a... One, single cohort executive MBA program for Walmart. It was it was for Walmart China. We had like the top group of people uh, from Walmart China plus executives from other companies like Procter and Gamble, Kimberly Clark, Maersk, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And they would meet for four days a month. Um, come in on a Friday, leave on a Monday. And so we did that. And that would have been impossible um, for the university to do. Yeah. But Walmart um, funded it, so did Tyson and and some other companies, and, and it made it possible. It was a great thing for the university because of the network that we now have in China. That was I moved back um, June of 2009, mm -hmm. and that network that we developed in China is still paying off today. We have... Um, we have a lot of programs going on in China, even right now. So, so you developed and built some relationships over there then that that have stood the test of time for sure. They have, but we've we've lived here for twenty five years. We moved here when my youngest was nine months old. Wow. Okay. The other three kids were born here. Okay. Um, my oldest is a daughter, and she graduated three years ago from Walton College, and she now works for General Mills and Rogers. Okay. Um, and then I've got a son that's a senior in engineering, and he'll graduate in May. I've got a son that's a sophomore in uh, the business school, and I've got a daughter at Fayetteville High. So my first, my oldest three, of course, are have gone or are going to uh, the University of Arkansas. My youngest seems to be committed to going here. We we truly do love Arkansas. I mean, I love the Buffalo River. Yeah. I love Beaver Lake. Um I you know, we now we've got lots of great restaurants we didn't used to have. <laughs> we have great arts. Um my uh oldest son who's graduating this May, he loves mountain biking. And so, in fact, just on Sunday after we had Easter lunch, he went to Kohler 
okay. uh, to do mountain biking. Yeah. So, you know, there's just so much to do here. It's such a wonderful place to live. It is. It is. Now, where are you originally from? I'm originally from Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. All right. And my wife is from St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis. Okay. Did so you guys meet uh, up at, uh, at, at at Missouri or at, um, at, at Penn State? We met at Mizzou. Okay. My, my wife was in the first semester of her MBA program. Mm-hmm. And I was in my senior year. And and it was during the I-70 series. Okay. You know, uh, when the Cardinals and the Royals were playing the World Series. It was kind of a fun time for a St. Louis person, a Kansas City person. Right. Me. It didn't end well for one of that one, one <laughs> That's camp. Right. Though, That's so, right. yeah. Was it Don Dinkinger? Is that is that the umpire? From, yep, that's yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. So. But um but now we also have a lot of relatives in Dallas, so this is a very central place for us. You know, yeah. Kansas City, St. Louis, and Dallas are all very close, you know, relatively speaking. Um but we um We've also, people are so relational here and friendly um, that um, I've just truly, it would be very hard to move for us at this point. And my daughter, my oldest daughter, is getting married on New Year's Eve to a young man from Springdale, and they met in a marketing class here in the Walton College when they were, I believe, sophomores. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Man, so it's coming full. I mean, you're seeing the culmination of a lot of things happen right here, so this really has become home for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, you were talking about relationships. I know that's one of your focal points, and I, I agree with it. Relationships are so important. They're, they're, I consider them to be a necessary but not sufficient condition mm-hmm. in business. Mm-hmm. You know, because you can have relationships and not be able to deliver or you can have but but if you if you can deliver and you don't have relationships, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't. And and so um one thing I've noticed because now we've lived here 25 years, we've been married 33 years. So this is the longest we've ever lived anywhere. Right. But the relationships, not just in Northwest Arkansas, but really throughout Arkansas, are so rich. I mean, think of the last 25 years. Who has graduated from the Walton College of Business? Yeah. I mean, you know, you've got people like John Ferner, CEO of Sam's Club. He graduated when I was in my second year here as a faculty member. Um, But there's lots of these people all over really the country um and but those relationships you wind up making with you know students and and their families and their businesses are so much fun to me because i love seeing what people do with their lives right 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 it's just amazing yeah 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 i had a i had a student i'll tell you just a quick story amazing and i'll use his name because he wouldn't mind i know him pretty well Fred Bauman was on the Pillsbury team here in town. And that's before um, Diageo bought Pillsbury and eventually sold it to um, General Mills. Mm-hmm. But he was I, he was in a sales position, uh, Fred, Fred was, on the Pillsbury team in town. Of course, this is 1995, I think, or okay. four. And so it's still early on the development of Northwest Arkansas. Well, he took 
the second MBA class I've ever taught in my life. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it was called something like Introduction to Logistics. And I really don't think I was a very good teacher mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying hard, but I don't think I was. He he he. Um, but he was the type of student. He would he would work all the problems in the back of the chapter. This was an evening MBA program. Right. And then he would go apply it to Pillsbury. And he and then and then he did that that whole semester. And then the next semester he taught he took a course from me called logistics modeling. Mm-hmm. And that's like the application of statistics and probability theory and optimization to logistics and supply chain program. Well he did the same thing again. So before long, they made him the first supply chain manager on that team. Right. And eventually, when Pillsbury was purchased by General Mills, General Mills made him the their first uh, supply chain manager on that team. Well, today, he's senior VP of strategy for JDA Software, which is in Phoenix. JDA is the largest supply chain logistics software company. Wow. In the world. Yeah. And so that's just an example, but I've seen so much of this now. So, so, and the reason is Northwest Arkansas has provided so much opportunity for people. You know, I, and it's, it feels that way when talking to people. And, and you know, your story is, is not, I mean, I've heard this story over and over again in different iterations. And I think it's interesting to, you know, to hear it from your perspective as, as both a, an educator, but also as an, as, as an entrepreneur, right? You wear both hats. And um, I think it's really interesting to see that, that uh, the level of, of the level that people are willing to go to to be successful here in Northwest Arkansas. And it's not at the expense of somebody else. It's just that, hey, you know, I'm trying to, to get better. And a lot of its situations are, are people are just trying to improve themselves so that they can offer a better solution for their current company. It's not necessarily even a company yeah. that they own, right? It's so it, there, there's a different mindset as far as that's concerned. Because if you go to both coasts, you, you know, you go to any business school and everybody's out to start their own company and start their own, you know, organization. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I also think that there's a lot of great companies that are out there that individuals can be a part of and can make a difference, just like what you describe what Fred was able You're to exactly do. You're exactly right. And and I think that is part of the culture here. Because when I look at we have we have over four hundred executives on various boards in the Walton College. We have a bunch of boards. I saw that. We, we have the Dean's Executive Advisory Board, Dean's Alumni Advisory Council, and Dean's Roundtable of Entrepreneurs and Market Makers. Those three are mine. Right. The accounting department has a board. The MBA program has a board. There's a bunch of them. There's 400 executives involved across those boards. In addition to that, we have lots of guest speakers. We have uh, people offering to mentor students. Mm-hmm. This, I believe is the key to achievement. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I, I've i been really amazed. I feel quite fortunate uh, to be dean of a, the business school here. For one thing, I think, you know, the, of course, the culture here is very giving. Yeah. It's, um, it's very uh, – people take pleasure in seeing one another succeed, which I think is really part of – it's actually part of the – Values of the Walton College. Right. We always represent it by Epic, 
excellence, professionalism, innovation, and collegiality. That's what we value. We value excellence, professionalism, innovation, collegiality. But that collegiality has to do with, I want to see Randy succeed. Right. How can I help Randy succeed? You know, b- before we started talking about this, I was talking to you about the potential of uh, teaching in our executive education program. Right. Um, because you teach things around leadership and you help people who are introverts become more extroverted and things like that. That's extremely valuable right. to to everybody. Yeah. And our executive education program focuses on those who are already they've already graduated because we don't even though the Walton College is committed to our students, we're committed to our students forever. Right. We want to help them no matter what they're doing, no matter when they graduated. Um, but the other thing I wanted to just mention briefly, I am so grateful, too, that we are the Sam M. Walton College of Business, and here's why. In my opinion, and I've got, I could talk about this for an hour, I believe Sam Walton is the greatest entrepreneur who ever lived. And I really, it's not because I'm in the Sam M. Walton College of Business. If I were at Ohio State, I would believe that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I I think there's lots of evidence that this is true, and and those entrepreneurial roots you see them still working in Walmart because a lot of people were saying, oh, Walmart's going to go down because of Amazon and this and that. Well, the the numbers don't show that. Right. Right. You know. So. No. Well, you know, and it's funny. I, I you know I've been struggling with this whole thing about. The other day I was walking and I was just I, – I try to think about the, these podcasts because, again, I want to to reach the widest audience possible. And the other thing, and I don't think I mentioned to, to you, when I created this podcast, there was nothing like this out there five years ago when I was moving here. So I had no real – outside of what one of my friends told me who invited me to come here, outside of what he told me in his narrative of Northwest Arkansas and what Arkansas was all about, I did not know anything about this area. And if I'd had a podcast like this just to learn about it, I mean, of course, I knew who Sam Walton was. Uh, you know, I've, I know the story. I know Don. I know who Don Tyson was. I know the story about how he started, but I didn't know really about Crystal Bridges. And I'm an art fanatic. I don't, and I was kind of embarrassed to be like, ah, you know, I'd heard, I'd heard like briefly it talked about, but when I first moved here, I didn't know the extent to the collection that existed up there in that little hollowed out piece of land that's that's up there in Bentonville. What year did you move here? In 2014. Yeah, so because it had been around for three years. But yeah, 20. When you moved here, you didn't know. I had no idea. And you know, now they're getting ready to open... Uh, yeah, the, the, the momentary, momentary yeah. which should be really fun. Yeah, I mean, there, I mean, it's just like it's 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 an embarrassment of riches, as far as I'm concerned. But my point, my point to saying what I was going to say was that over and over again, I keep saying the same things on the podcast, and I keep saying to myself, "Man, I hope people don't get used to me saying that and kind of you know not ignore it or don't listen to it." Because I keep saying, "Man, you know, we live in such a very viable." part of the country that for some reason Sam Walton saw fit to to set set up shop here in Northwest Arkansas. I didn't really I mean I read his biography um, and then I've now I've gone back to reread it to get a better uh, understanding of him and then I took my kids to the museum but I am blown away. And I don't you know I don't care where you stand on the fence of whether you like Walmart or you don't like Walmart. Most people that are live in Northwest Arkansas 
like Walmart. You know, yes, there's a target crowd out there. That's fine. I know that might be heresy in some circles, but it is what it is. But, you know, when you look at the very nature of what Sam was trying to accomplish, that is exciting. And he was an entrepreneur's entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that if nothing else, everybody can attach themselves to that because his whole goal was to make everybody that was in his ecosystem, he wanted to make their lives better. He really did. And I, I firmly believe that. And I don't, I don't know the man from Adam, but I have spoken to other people that knew him personally. And they said, you're spot on. That's exactly the kind of person he was. He would give you the shirt off his back. I mean, he was the real deal. So I don't now I've come to the place where I don't have a problem talking about, you know, all of the great things that are happening here, a lot of which are are born out of what Sam Walton started. Mm -hmm. And I think, and it's really exciting. So it's almost like it's hard to talk about Northwest Arkansas without talking about Sam, without talking about the Walmart effect and Mm -hmm. what it has made for us. And, and again, I tell people all the time, you may not go to Walmart all the time, but if you like mountain biking, his grandsons are doing some amazing things in the state of Arkansas with regard to mountain biking. His daughter, Alice, has done some amazing things with Crystal Bridges and beyond. And it's it was her impact that got that started in the first place. So, you know, it's there there is something to be said for that. And so I guess I I guess I say all that to say is that I, I for a while there I was kind of conflicted with having to constantly mention this stuff over and over again, but it's gonna come up in a lot of the podcasts that we talk about. When you look at so there's no question Walmart drove efficiency in retail, but also in consumer packaged goods, and also in their competitors. Their competitors had to figure out how to get efficient. Yeah. You know, a lot of times people always say, well, Walmart's a tough negotiator. I think all negotiation skills are ubiquitous. Yeah. You cannot get a competitive advantage from being a good negotiator. It, their efficiencies come as a result of logistics and supply chain management and operational efficiencies in the stores. Um, but but one of the things that has really happened, it isn't just Walmart. The kind of innovations that have come out of Northwest Arkansas, Tyson, there's, they're the largest protein producer in the world. There's no one as efficient as they are producing protein at the volume they are. And then, and then um, you know, J.B. Hunt's business model is extremely unique and generating lots of value for shippers and consumers. Right. Um, and I think that we're just on the front end of this. I really do. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a long way to go. When you look at all the companies starting up here that are coming up with things that who would have ever imagined? I think about field agent and... You know, you mentioned engine right. earlier, uh, but there's a long list of them, and you know, rev unit, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that we're going to continue to see that grow in Northwest Arkansas over the next few years. Yeah, I mean, you might, be, I, and I just just came to me. You might be calling this place Silicon Ozarks. Yeah, so <laughs> I like that. So I mean, I just, you know, and it's and again, each place is going to be its own. And I've spent some time. I used to live in the Bay Area, so I know, you know, I know what Silicon Valley is all about. I have friends that work there, and they eat, sleep, and drink business a certain way. But I, I'd like to think that we have our own way to do that here mm-hmm. in Northwest Arkansas. Um, and I think a big part of that is. 
you know, uh, family, a big part of that is just a lot of the other things that also take place in this area. Not that that doesn't happen in other part er, er, right. other areas. It's just it's important here. Yeah. So it's important here. Well, so. I think the other thing that people overlook sometimes is Northwest Arkansas wouldn't be what it is today if it weren't for the rest of Arkansas. Like, for example, Stevens Inc. and Little Rock. Okay. You know, they're the largest investment bank private investment bank outside of Wall Street in the United States, and they're in Little Rock. Well, they did Walmart's first IPO in 1970. They did J.B. Hunt's first IPO in um, 1983. Mm -hmm. And they've done transactions with, you know, uh, Tyson and many other companies throughout Arkansas. And that source of capital was so critical in the early days because it was very hard to get. I sometimes wonder... How could these companies have raised money as efficiently had it not been for Stevens? Because I think for some of these companies, it would have been challenging to go to Wall Street and appeal to them right. with right. these companies. But instead, they had a representative here in Stevens that made that work uh, for them. Yeah, and they I think they understood the narrative of what Northwest Arkansas was all about and, and what they were trying to do. And I think that's important. If, if anybody can sell anything, if they can tell a compelling story to supplant what they're trying to sell. Mm-hmm. And obviously they understood what Sam was doing. They understood what J.B. Hunt was doing. So, you know, it was much easier to tell that story than to try to bring somebody from the outside in to then try to understand that and then take it back to the world absolutely so yeah no it's a good point it's a really really good point man i could talk for days i mean there's a lot that we we could go into and there are a lot of things i I did i did want to ask you this because this is something that's always been um in 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 uh in my mind with regard to education especially when it comes to business education or any type of education for that matter um a lot of times people say hey you know you can go to business schools, but if you're not being taught by people that have been out there in the trenches getting things done, you're not necessarily getting the real education. And I'm, I'm curious to know, when you left to go start your company, in the back of your mind, was one of your thoughts that, you know, I'd like to create a little bit more legitimacy for my platform by going out and building something? Not really. Okay. Um, I had, I just saw the opportunity. I mean... Because I had already been consulting and working right. with companies, so I'd already been doing business. Yeah, but um, no, it wasn't. So, but to answer your question, um, I think it depends on the subject. For example, most of our accounting professors have experience in accounting. Yeah, many of them were working for public accounting firms or in corporate accounting. Um, in an area like economics, microeconomics, for example, or econometrics. Some of them do have experience for sure, right? But I think it doesn't help as much, right? In some ways, um, so it, to some degree, it depends. So another example would be in supply chain management. I think it helps a lot. We've got you know two of our professors worked for a big box retailer, okay, and merchandising and logistics. We have another professor who teaches sourcing who was a senior VP of uh, procurement at the Walt Disney Company. Okay. So, you know, we've got a lot of people like that. And there's other things, you know, where I think if you think of something like real estate. Right. You need someone that 
is practicing that now. Yeah. And we do that. So so we kind of have a portfolio. Uh, the other thing is, you know, business statistics. Again, if you've been in industry too long, a lot of times your skills and those kind of things decrease. Right. So it would be hard to teach. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so it really is a mix. I yeah, would say. and I guess, and it, you're right. It would depend. I mean, certainly anybody that's teaching entrepreneurship needs to have gone out and mm-hmm. done some entrepreneurship and and yes. has have practiced and started their own business. Um, and I know my my uh, my friend Mark Zweig, who who teaches here at, at the Sam Walton School of Business, has taken a couple of firms to the eight five hundred five thousand list, which is a good litmus test. For success, yeah, that's and, a big litmus. Yeah, test. it is a big litmus test. I mean, you know, I always call him a business savant. He's he's forgotten more than most people will, will ever know uh, in in the entrepreneurial space. And I always learn a lot from him. It's one of the reasons why I'm here in Northwest Arkansas to begin with. But but no, I mean, it, you, you have. It sounds like you have surrounded yourself with some pretty amazing people, uh, uh, an amazing staff that is is really helping you to um, take the Sam Walton School of Business to a whole nother level. Uh, and 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 not just what you can do at the undergraduate level, but also on the graduate level. And I mean, so you you, you look back to the what was it, a fifty million dollar investment that was made in this program in nineteen ninety eight. Changed the game. For changed us. the game for you guys. And and you pretty much have not looked back since then. No, it's it is. And I I was fortunate enough to be able to be here through the transition. Yeah. Um, and it is remarkable. No question. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, man, you know, I, I, there's there are a lot of questions that I have that w- I would want to ask. If if you certainly want to give a plug to uh, it, the the MBA program, uh, I, I'd love for you to just kind of share and, and and give any encouragement to people that might be on the fence about maybe applying to do it. What would you say to them? Well, um, first of all, we have we have two forms of the MBA program. One is a full time program. It's right. two years. And it just got redesigned. We shut it down for a year to redesign it. And when we redesigned it, we spent a lot of time with people in the industry figuring out what, what are we, where are we messing at, what's coming up, what are the opportunities. We benchmarked the best schools we could find. And the nice thing about that, see, most schools won't just shut down and restart. Right. They'll incrementally change. And in some ways, that it hurt us to do that because it'll hurt us in the rankings to not have a uh, MBA program for a short time. But in the long run, it's going to allow us to go into the next tier of of MBA programs because we really we designed one of the best programs in the country. I'm very convinced of it. Okay. And while the students are in the full time program. They're interning the entire time with companies yeah. on things relevant to what they're learning. Um, and then we have the other form of it is the executive MBA program, the EMBA program, which is one Saturday a month for two years, and the rest of it is online. I don't know the exact numbers, but I think the average number of years of experience in the executive MBA program is around 10 or 12 years. Yep. So these people have tremendous experience and they are typically very motivated mm-hmm. and so we have people coming from all over the country to that program because you can just fly in on a Friday right. and then take classes and then fly back but we also have quite a few from Arkansas and Texas and Missouri etc 
It is a phenomenal program because of the fact that we not only do we have good curriculum, but the people you meet, the networking is phenomenal. Yeah, okay. And when you're in a MBA program, even if you're around competitors, you don't see one another as competitors at that point. You have your student hat on. Right. And so I think it is good for students to then recalibrate, to really boundary span and look around them. Yeah. But if someone was on the fence, I would say, yeah, they, they need to count the cost in the sense, I mean, the financial cost isn't as bad as the time cost. Sure. But our students have done so well that have gone through these programs. You know, it's also a way to redirect your, you know, you might be stuck in some area, some discipline. This is a great way to retool. Yeah. We also have a master's in accounting. Masters in Information Systems. We're getting ready to roll out a Masters in Economic Analytics and some other uh, programs as well. You know, the master. Most people. I look back at my time in the Masters program and the PhD program, but particularly the Masters program. I'm still in contact with a lot of these people, yeah. and they are in very significant positions uh, around the country. Now, same with the. If you look at the alumni of our MBA program. It's remarkable what they've accomplished. And the and, alumni network is very strong here. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's very and strong. it's global. Yeah. I think because if you've worked here, you've worked in international business. There's a high probability you have. Mm-hmm. So you wind up having contacts all over the world. Right. Which is um, you know valuable today because if you're in e-commerce, you're sourcing globally usually. Right. Uh, there's just – we're so interconnected right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. Man, I've talked to some people that have that have gone through the program and they had nothing but great things to say about their experience and, and what they were able to take away. And I worked alongside some people that are graduates of um, the MBA program here. And, and I, I got to say that they are they are beyond excellent colleagues and also practitioners of their craft. And, and so I have to certainly commend you for what you have been able to produce here at the Sam Walton School of Business. So... You've done a great job. Well, thank you. The The team here is phenomenal. Yeah. They, this is a very collaborative group, and um, and having people like Mark Zweig has just been phenomenal. Oh, I'm sure. He's an example of someone from industry that's always giving giving back to us absolutely. in many ways. Yeah, absolutely. And I've actually got a chance to sit in on some of his classes when he brought people in, like Kirsten Blowers um, from Riff Raff and... Um, uh, Matt Lewis from from Lewis Ford and and so many others. So it's it's it is good to kind of see that firsthand and see the impact that it has, especially on the students. So that's awesome. Well, before we leave, I, I always like to you know pick your brain because you're a local and you can maybe even school me on some things. But but where do you where do you like to go hang out here when you have some off time and when you when you're not traveling? What do you like to do here in Northwest Arkansas for for just spare just, time? Yeah, just spare time. Well, I like spending time with my kids, so anything they want to do. And sure, my wife. Sure. My wife and I um, really enjoy Beaver Lake. Okay. So we keep a, a boat at Rocky Branch Marina. Okay. We like to go out on the water. Um, we like to float in the um, Buffalo River. Okay. Sometimes we float in the White River, too. Right. And, and we also... We like concerts, so we go to concerts at the AMP, sometimes the Walton Arts Center. And then I would say, you know, we go to Crystal Bridges quite a bit. Okay. But also, 
there's just so many good restaurants that keep popping up. Right. What's your favorite now? I mean, what's your what's your flavor of the month? Huh. Well, I would say for for lunch, I, I often go to Tuscan Trotter if I'm in Bentonville. I like that a lot. Okay. I also like you know press room, especially for brunch, and and for dinner, you know, uh, up in Bentonville, I like to go to Preacher's Son. I've heard about Preacher's Son. It's it, awesome. You, yeah. It's hard to get seat there. It's, That's it's, what I hear. You have to get reservations. Yeah. And then uh, oven and tap up there. And, and Rogers, there's a number of you know restaurants that have popped up recently that I've tried that I really like and enjoy. If we're going to be going to a concert at the AMP, mm-hmm. a lot of times we will go to Pinnacle Bar and Grill. Okay. Right there. Yep. You know, or uh, Ruth's Chris. Before we go to the concert, sometimes just for hors d'oeuvres and drinks and stuff. Right, right. Um, but there's so many restaurants. And, of course, in, in, in uh, Fayetteville, you know, we um, – my, my actually, my favorite restaurant closed. Oh, really? James at the Mill. I know oh, it's not yes, in, it was in Johnson. Yes, yes. No, no. I, I yeah. loved that restaurant. We go to Bordino's quite a bit and uh, several others, Theo's and – so James on the Mill, though, didn't he start a pizza place? He did, yeah. Which is actually pretty good. Absolutely. Yeah, which is actually pretty good. And I didn't I didn't put the two together until I went there, but he has a pizza place in Springdale, yes, which sir. is actually pretty good. Very so good. Yeah, there there are a lot of really good places to eat. It's not the only thing that we do here, but it's always <laughs> nice to know. It, it is. It's always nice to know some of the other things that are available um, to individuals. And, you know, when you're not out taking a, a, advantage of all the wonderful scenery here in northwest Arkansas, there's certainly a good place to break bread. Indeed. There's that. I, I think, you know, that's that's really about it. I, I really appreciate you you taking some time. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave with our audience before we, well, we close? I, I would say, Randy, I'm glad that you're doing this. Thank uh, you. To people, interviewing people in Northwest Arkansas. I think from my perspective, my, my selfish perspective, it helps uh, what you're doing because – I'm always trying to recruit faculty, right. trying to recruit students, right. trying to recruit staff. This is a big ch- challenge for me. Right. It's much easier now than it was 10 years ago. But um, so thank you for, for the effort you're putting in. I yeah, appreciate I appreciate it. that. Yeah, I think that's honestly, that's that's my biggest goal is just to, just to make sure that, that Northwest Arkansas is not a best kept secret. I mean, yeah, we, we'd like it to be the way it is, but you never grow if you stay the same. And, That's right. And so I think it's it's important for us to encourage as many people to come here and see what we're all about. And just, I honestly did not know what to expect that first time I flew into XNA, which is our local airport. And, you know, I got to say, I drove down the road and I really wasn't feeling it. But then I spent a week here and the rest, as they say, is history. So... I really dig it here in Northwest Arkansas. So you're absolutely right. Well, Dean Waller, thank you so much for for coming on the podcast. And and, uh, we look forward to exploring more of what the University of Arkansas has to offer. And if you're an example of what we can expect as we encounter other of your peers here on the campus and elsewhere, then uh, it should definitely make for some really great podcast episodes in the future. And I think we there's probably an, another episode that we can do in the future, and, and we'll have to come back and figure that out because I'd love to sit down with you again and, and chat and learn a little bit more about you. 
Sounds good. Thank yeah. you, Randy. Thank you so much. Well, there you have it, folks. Dean Matt Waller from the Sam Walton School of Business. Uh, we really appreciate Dean Waller sitting down with us and having this conversation today. And, folks, I just want to remind you that, um, you know, the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast is available wherever great podcasts can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, you name it. You can find us there. Uh, even Pandora coming real soon, and, and you'll be able to check us out on Pandora. So we really appreciate you taking time to listen to this podcast. Please share it with a friend if you think it might uh, impact their decision to move here or if they already live here but they don't know where to go hang out on a Friday night. Have them uh, listen to this podcast and learn and learn a little bit more about what the locals like to do. That's all we have for this week, and, and we will be with you again next week. And, and so certainly all, our podcast, as always, drops at 12 noon on Monday. And uh, should you ever need to reach out to us, just email hello at IamNorthwestArkansas.com and we'll get back to you right away. Remember, you can check us out on Facebook at I Am Northwest Arkansas. And uh, you can also check out our website at IamNorthwestArkansas.com. That's all I have for you this week. Listen, folks, I hope you go out and make it a great day. And I will look forward to hanging out with you next week. Bye for now. hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.